Hey, thanks for checking out the Airborne Youth Podcast. This week you'll be hearing a teaching from Dylan Krause. In the upper deck while brother's down in his cabin eating saltine crackers for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Because he believed that that's what he paid for. It's what, that's what he had. Our relationship with God is a lot like that. Okay? You get to access the God that you behold. Because the one that you behold, the one that you're looking at, is the one that you're going to believe. What do you mean? I mean, if Brendan... If his God in his heart is the one that he says, Oh God, please let us win this basketball game against Camp Hill. I swear I'll be good. Twice in a row. Done did it. Glad Mark Leach isn't here. It might be get dangerous. But if that's what you really believe about God, and then it doesn't happen... All of a sudden, your perspective is, I wasn't good enough. Because what you prayed for didn't happen. Because everything you prayed for was based on the God you believed in that was about how good you could be. You know what I'm saying? God, if I'm good enough, if I, I'll be good, I promise. And then you'll do this for me. So then all of a sudden, your, perce- your perception of who God is... gives you a total false gives God a total false identity in your heart and all of a sudden you're worshipping an idol and you didn't even know it idol about you it's all about Brendan how good can I get oh man I screwed up now God doesn't love me anymore I'm going to do this for a little while so if you're getting tired you can take a knee but don't go too far came to earth at a time when everybody who was good, quote unquote good, was all about how they looked on the outside. We're talking about heart condition this month. Jesus had a lot to say about that. Boom. Take that for a mental picture. Gotta love that. Yeah, it is spam. That's all spam right there. Jesus came to earth as the Son of God right into the capital, like right into that region where these Jewish leaders were so intense in studying and knowing the Bible that they could quote it like like I can sing the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air intro song. Like they knew it that good. And they didn't even know that Jesus was the Son of God. You know what I mean? That's crazy to me. 
I pull up to like they could totally do that. Just with, you know, you guys know Fresh Prince? Somebody. Thank you. Jesus. Hallelujah. It's not all lost. When I saw that on late night on whatever it was, TV, it was like on TV Land or some old timer show. It's like, you're kidding me. This is now considered an old TV show. Help me, Jesus. But so these guys were all about looking good. They were considered to be the best, whatever, followers of God. The Pharisees, they're called. And they walked up on Jesus' disciples and they said, Hey man, what's up with your crew? They didn't wash their hands before they were eating. What's up with that? Nate Goodyear, you're really good at looking good. So they didn't even wash their hands before they was eating. They're unclean. Bless you, my child. Get this brother a stool. You want a stool? And Jesus, what did Jesus say to them? said yo it's not what you put in your mouth Jesus was probably a rapper Damon you know what I'm saying he had some good lines man it's not what goes into your mouth that defiles you that makes you unclean anybody remember this one it's not what goes into your mouth that makes you unclean it's what comes out of your mouth that makes you unclean because it it starts it has its origin in your heart Oh, snap. Jesus straight up called them out. They be acting like they was God. Pointing the finger. Look at him. He's not doing it right. Help me, Jesus. Deliver me from being the judge. I don't want to be that. That's God's role. came at this time when all these people were all about looking like they were good, right? And what did Jesus do? He went and hung out with the prostitute at a well, touched the people you can't touch, the lepers, and made them whole. Went and hung out with the tax collectors. I mean, he did everything you were not supposed to do as a religious person. And some of the things he said was, I didn't come to call, I I came to call the sinners to repentance. Not the righteous ones. Not going to hang out in my fan club and try to get everybody who's religious to like me. I'm going after the sick people, the ones that need help, right? He said that the sick are the ones who need a hospital, who need a doctor. Not the ones who are well. So it's the God that you behold that you get to have access to, Savior. So when your God 
He's going to automatically shut his door in your face when you do something wrong. When the God, when your God in your heart isn't going to like you anymore once he really knows who you are. So every time you come to church, you put on a mask. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. I read my Bible this week six times. I was off on Sunday. It's the Lord's Day. You don't have to you don't have to prove anything to him. You don't have to put a mask on for God. He knows exactly who you are and where you're at. Bible says that the pure in heart shall see God. And that's really exciting. Because when you see God, when you encounter God the way He really is, it purifies you. Right? Every time I've had an encounter with God, the real one, not something that I've made up in my mind or somebody told me that wasn't true. Anytime I've had an encounter with God's mercy when I've fallen over and over and over again into the same sin and he's come to me and said, I love you, it's okay. I forgive you, it's okay. Get up, try again. Every single time he's told me, you can do this. You can overcome this sin. You can overcome this fear. I'm with you. I've come away with a more pure understanding of who God is. Thank you. And every time I encounter God like this, every time I taste and see and know that He's good, I get to access that part of God. And if I access that part of God, I can do whatever I want with it. I can give it to whoever I want. I have that peace to give away. Right? That's why our whole our whole church, this whole place, if you didn't know, that this whole thing is experiencing God's love and giving it away. Because when you get to taste, David, is that your name? That's right. When you get to taste the goodness of God, when you get to see the goodness of God. something that you can hold on to take with you, carry with you in anything and everything causes you to overcome that's why why Proverbs says guard your heart with all diligence right Damon you got a really good circumstance to practice that Guard your heart with all diligence. Why? Because the things that you believe in your heart are what you're going to project on God. And then your life is dictated by how you believe. Right? So you believe, unless I look like Katy Perry at the halftime show on Super Bowl Sunday, no guy's ever going to want to marry me. I better dye my hair and get that big red lipstick out, Mary Gary. I'm talking to you, girl. 
Seriously. We were in here on Sunday. You should have saw the mouths open. Every single girl. Lizzie, you too. They were glued. I mean, it was like, it was intense. I was doing everything I could. I was giving out free candy like nobody's business. Okay, everybody, watch over here. I got Reese's Pieces. I'm trying to do anything to get them to break the focus on Katy Perry, bro. It was intense. They were like, oh my gosh. She's in a flame suit. I need to get me one of them. Will Ferrell did wear it better, Kevin Oakley. Yes, he did. Guard your heart with all diligence. What you believe in your heart is what you'll have access to. There's a verse in Philippians that says, Meditate on all these things that are true, anything that's noble, anything that's of good report, anything that's pure. It's, it's 4 8, Philippians 4 8. Just look that one up. I'm going to meditate on anything that's true, anything that's good, anything that's noble, anything that's praiseworthy. You know where you find yourself a lot? Right where David found himself a lot, right where he wrote most of the book of Psalms from. God, looking at God, looking at God, you say, oh, look at some, meditate on something that's good. God's good. Meditate on some, something that's noble. God's, God's noble. Something that's praiseworthy. He is praiseworthy. Come on. Then you begin to naturally overflow praise. You begin to naturally live in a fountain of worship to God. Because you're tasting good things. You're seeing good things. You're meditating on noble things, praiseworthy things. You might not even look in the mirror when you wake up. Wouldn't that be an interesting day? I know I look good. I'm out of here. How would you like to do that? I would like to do that probably look funny. My hair, it gets all weird. It doesn't part right when I don't do something with it. So I'd be walking around like this. People be like, bro, fix yourself. Like, okay. That's why I have a wife though. I don't even need a mirror now. It's good. So those things you're meditating on your heart, they become the, the ground that you walk in, right? Jesus came to give you abundant life. Abundant life, good life. He's got good plans for you, better plans than you have for yourself. Agree? Say, God has better plans. Go ahead. For me than me. That's good. You know how it says, like, without faith, it's impossible to please God. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. That can like shake you up a little bit. You're like, man, I better have some faith. But when you really think about it, like, what do you think it is that pleases God? I thought about this today for the first time. Wrecked me. The thing that pleases God the most is loving you. 
and being loved by you. Without faith, it's impossible to please God because if you don't believe he loves you, he's not getting pleasure out of your relationship. He's in agony watching you suffer because you're not living in the fullness that you were created for. Right? I mean, if you don't know, I'm just going to preach to my brothers up here for a second. If you don't know that God loves you, then how is he going to be happy? You know what I mean? Because if he doesn't know that you know that he loves you, and that was the whole purpose, he sent his son, for God so loved the world, he sent his son, then everything he did was for nothing. So it's impossible to, pl- to please God without knowing, without the shadow of a doubt, Xavier, that God loves you and nothing ever, ever can separate you from the love that he loves you with. It's impossible to please God without knowing, David, that he created you and that every single day he has thoughts about you that are the number of the sands on the seashore. Do you know that it's impossible to please God unless you know unless that you're fully convinced that he loves you. Because the thing that pleases God the most, Abby Seaman, is that you know that he loves you. You know why? Because when God loves you, you love God, right? It said, God first loved me, now I love him back. Come on, Jesus came to condition our hearts to the real love of God. There was all these fronters running around saying, oh, you got to do it right for God to love you. You don't do your chores. You ain't winning that game on Saturday, bro. If you don't do a good enough job, you're not going to make it. Jesus came to change the condition of our heart. He came to intoxicate us with a love that was way more than we could ever ask, think, or imagine. You get around people around this church and they say, don't think, just drink. Has a lot of value to it in seasons when you need your heart changed. How many of you have ever gone in for an operation? Nobody's had an operation. You've had an operation recently. Knee surgery. You get anesthesia, right? Yeah, you get anesthesia because it's going to hurt. God's going to do some surgery on our hearts tonight. And the way that he gets you intoxicated is by loving you so much, revealing himself in a way that's so beyond what you could ever ask, think, or imagine that he can go in and change the way that you believe about it. He can go in and take out and transplant those pieces of your heart that don't believe the truth about God and put in the truth when you taste and see that he's good, Jesse. Alyssa. And for me too. Hey, there's more of this for everybody. Every level we can increase. But this month, we're going to talk about a lot of things. We're going to talk about being pure in heart and what it means, being having purity and all that stuff. But if you don't have the condition of your heart in a place where you're fully convinced that God loves you, then you ain't getting any pleasure out of that relationship, and neither is he. And if you were created 
for relationship with God, period. Everything else is a bonus. Your volleyball is a bonus. Your volleyball is a bonus. I could do that on a couple people in here. Where's, yeah, your volleyball is a bonus. Boom. You ain't fulfilling your destiny. There's always going to be that void. Gotta have more. Gotta have more. Gotta have more. Oh, your volleyball is a bonus. So, I just want you to get into a place. We're going to go back into worship. And some people might grab the mic and say some things. Ben might say some things. But I want you right now to receive the truth that I'm talking about. And I believe, I believe because it's happened to me that the Holy Spirit is willing and able to reveal God to you right now in this moment in a new way that changes your perspective. You're able right now to drink in enough of his love that will let him in and change your heart. So why don't you get away from that person that's next to you, get a little place up here in the front or in the first row or on the side of the room, give you a second to move around. So I'm talking to everybody. Oh yeah. you to receive the truth. Receive the truth. Now, real quick, I just want to challenge you guys. If you're able to, just like, and if you want to, whatever, lay down where you're at. And I just want you to understand that you can simply be, just lay there on the floor and God does everything necessary to do surgery in your heart and to convince you of his goodness. He doesn't demand that you stand and jump around and raise your hands to to receive his love. That's our expression when we've received his love. But just lay there in a place of total undoing where nothing's required of you and all he's asking is receive my love right now. So just with your eyes closed, laying there, just begin to ask him, say, God, I want to know your love. I want to experience more of your goodness. And as the band sings and just begins to worship, you can join in. You can just lay there and receive it. Let the words pour over you tonight. Let his spirit just overwhelm you right now. I love what Dylan said about the anesthesia. When you go into surgery, you're powerless. It puts you in a place, it puts you in a condition where you can't fight, you can't do anything to push back at what that surgeon's doing. You've got to just lay there and let the master surgeon 
correct what's totally incorrect within you. So just allow God to do that tonight as we just begin to worship again.
God spun into existence all that we see today and as each part of the process went as he divided the light and he divided the waters and the land and fish and birds and creatures and at each step of the process his his statement his comment as he looked at it was this is good and what he meant by good was this is exactly what my prized creation Needs. This is exactly what I have planned for those that I love and those that I'm going to put my image into. And then he boldly says, let us create man in our image and let us give him rule and dominion over all that we've created, all these things that are good. And as he creates man in his image and puts him in the garden and says, this is This is the place for you, and everything about it is good for you. And then God recognizes one thing that wasn't yet good. And he looked at the man and he said, man, it's not good for man to be alone. And God didn't sit back at that point and go, man, I really hope Adam can come up with a good plan to fix this. But God, because of his love, And because he knew exactly what Adam needed, created his perfect match. And as the story goes on, we know that man and woman sinned and fell out of the perfect relationship with God. And once again, God didn't sit back and go, I hope Adam and Eve can figure out a good plan to get around this issue. But his love poured out, as Dylan said, his love poured out as he enacted a plan to fix what was broken. So tonight I want to challenge you as you think about the goodness of God. And you think about the times in your life when things seem to not be good and you your heart begins to say, is this like, is God not good to me? Or the questions begin to rise in your heart. Know that he 
is enacting a plan on your behalf because he's that good. And he always has been. Our perspective doesn't always see that his goodness is flowing into into our lives and setting us on the course we want. But the last thing he's doing is sitting back, folding his arms and saying, man, I hope they can figure their way out of this one. So when those moments in your life happen where you feel like, what is happening around me right now? Lean on the reality that God is good. He's a father who created you in his image. He knows every single need that you have. And he's fulfilling and meeting every need that you have in his perfect and good way. So in those moments, just just like this very moment right now, lay down and just receive his love and receive his goodness and trust him that his plan for you is good. Don't freak out and and let yourself be convinced that you got to do some crazy, you know, miracle action to to save the the day because God's disappeared or something. But know that he's there. Know that his eye is on you. And that his love and his goodness never fail. So hold on in the storm when things don't seem to be lining up the way you'd expect. And wait for his declaration, peace be still. That the storm of your life will be calmed. His goodness will once again be evident to you in every way. And you'll go, yeah, that's what I was holding on to. I knew you were coming. Fix your heart on the goodness of God every day. And trust Him in His timing for every part of your life. That's when you know your heart's in the right condition. Because the pure in heart will see God. And if you want to see God in your everyday life, you want to see God the plans that that come in the years to come over your life and the future of all that he has for you. Keep your heart pure before him, purely in love with the fact that he is good and that he loves you that much. Go ahead and stand up now, if you will, if you're able you just need some more time, you lay right there. You're fine. We're not going to make you do anything, but if you if you can, just stand up. Can we sing that, that my soul sings? Just go through that together. That'd be awesome. Sing it out, guys. Come on. How I love you.
right now in your own heart. Recognize him. Commit to him. Say, God, I'll trust you. I've seen your love. I've seen your goodness. The fact that I'm standing here today, I'm living and I'm breathing. I have these people around me in this room that love me tonight is evidence of how good you are. So I will commit my heart to you. I will purify myself before you every day and declare that you are good and you are the master and that your love is abounding into my life at every moment of every day. Come on, you got to own this, guys. You want to see your life change forever. You lock your heart on the goodness of God and it will never, ever let you down. So, Father, I just bless these insanely incredible, anointed, called, and loved young people in this room, God. I pray you would go before them, prepare the way for them, God, that they would see your footsteps ahead of them in all that they do, God. In all that they pursue, God, they would see you taking them there, God. God, and that they would celebrate those landmarks along the way, God, when they see that your goodness has played out despite how things seemed in the moment, that they'll look back and go, wow, I didn't think it was going to work, but he did it again. God, I thank you for what you're doing. And I thank you for the glorious plan you have for each of these Fill them with your love every day, God. Let them take the time to receive it, to turn their hearts to you, God. Pour yourself out, God. Pour yourself out upon them, Father. In your holy, amazing name we pray. Amen. We love you guys like crazy. As always, please grab us if you need prayer for something, anything you can't even possibly offend us or surprise us with anything, I swear. We'd be honored in every way to agree with you for whatever's going on in your life, okay? So please come find a leader, find a staff that you just absolutely love. This podcast was recorded live at a Wednesday night youth meeting. To find out more, check us out on Facebook and Instagram by searching Airborne Youth.